everyone and welcome back to the newest episode of our podcast Muddling Through. This is the fourth episode. I can't believe it's the fourth one already. It is absolutely flown in but we have had so much fun doing it so far. Um, today we are back on Zoom Cry um, so it will sound a little bit of kind of crappy quality but hopefully you guys can bear with it. Today's episode is called Muddling Through the Media and Body Shaming. Yeah, so we both actually recently listened to Jamila Jamil's I Wait podcast episode with Stephanie Yeboah. Um, if you don't know her, she is a fashion blogger and an activist for the fat acceptance movement. Um, and it really just made us think a lot about how weight-based and fatphobic our society is and the role that the media plays in fueling this um, through constant kind of body shaming. Since listening to this, we've both um, been a lot more conscious of what we see in the media every day and kind of the impacts of that. And we just decided we want to take a wee bit of a deeper look into the topic and we've both learnt a lot about ourselves and our own biases and this biases but is it bias biases 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 we've we've learned a lot about our own biases and this is something that we wanted to work on and hopefully help others work on too so yeah hopefully it'll be an interesting and insightful topic yeah, absolutely. Um, so one of the recent examples I think that both made us think quite a lot um, is something that we saw on Instagram. We both follow Alex Light London. I think it's meant to be London. It's LDN. Um, and she has an Instagram page which is all about body confidence and anti-diet culture and just helping women feel better about their bodies in general. But she had posted a screenshot of a Daily Mail article which reads, Slim Down Rebel Wilson shows off her stunning body transformation. And it has a photo of her before her weight loss and a photo that she's just uploaded in her house um, beside it to obviously compare the two. I feel like this picture and went she, viral. I've seen it everywhere. Yeah, it did. Because people are so obsessed with weight loss. Um, and she scores out the title of the um, article and she writes instead, actress Rebel Wilson posts a photo of herself on her stories. Have a nice day. And she writes below it, um, do you agree with my headline fix? So I know we're desensitised to it now, but try and take a step back and think about how ridiculous this article is. An actress posts a picture on her stories and the headline is, slim down Rebel Wilson shows off her stunning body transformation. And I feel like I would usually just scroll past an article like that and not really think anything of it. Yeah. And when I changed it, I was like, why are we so obsessed with weight loss? Like, whenever is Rebel Wilson really in the news that much? Not really. And as soon as she's lost weight, it's like, oh, let's talk about her weight loss. Like, that's the only thing that is worth speaking about because we live in a society which places the importance of weight loss so highly and the importance of being slim and thin and kind of living up to these societal beauty standards and it is the media that fuels this and we are seeing this every day constantly and obviously it makes such a big impact on the way that we view ourselves and the way that we view our weight and our worth and I think it's just something that definitely needs to be um, spoken about more because the body, this body ideal which is presented by the media is completely unrealistic and impossible to achieve for 95% of the population. So it's not surprising that 90% of women do feel body image anxiety. Is it really that high? Yeah, I know. That's insane. Holy but hell. think about it. Think about you and your friends and your family. How many would you say probably feel anxious Actually, about their body image? Yeah. 
like definitely 90% and that's actually also something that we all speak about all the time. I guess like seeing articles about weight loss all over your socials and stuff does make you have those constant conversations. Like I remember a while ago, um, actually I think it was during lockdown, I'm not 100% sure, um, that Adele went through like a weight loss like transformation um, and people were congratulating her on like getting this like killer revenge body um, in reference to her like ongoing divorce but I feel like that's just such a bad way to look at it like I personally I don't know if you do this as well whenever I get like sad or whenever I'm like anxious about something like I just I can't eat like it makes me feel a bit sick and I was like she literally could have lost so much weight from being like stressed and anxious and just like sad I don't know I feel like there was this whole culture of everyone saying wow she looks so good now like oh she looks amazing like such a transformation but that literally just proves our point that we live in a world that idolizes weight loss being inherently positive um which also just makes this completely wrong assumption that her old body wasn't like desirable or like wasn't good or that she didn't look good before um, and also that she made like a deliberately healthy choice to lose weight, which is basically just linked to what I just said, that it might not have been a healthy choice. It might have just been a side effect of something else. Yeah, and we don't know the ins and outs of that. She may not have even been wanting to lose weight. She may have been totally happy in the body that she was in before. And she, as you say, might have just been going through a lot and she's lost weight. And we're like, oh my gosh, amazing. Like you look so much better now. Um, which I think also means that if she were to ever put the weight back on, she's going to be like, okay, well, people definitely think that I look better slimmer, which isn't going to make her feel good either. And even if she was trying to lose weight, why do we need to be so obsessed with that? Like, why is it anything to even comment on? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's nobody's business. Weight loss is obviously, like, quite a personal thing. And I just feel like it's something that we don't have the right to comment on. Yeah, and this idea that weight loss is always a good thing definitely impacts the way that I think about myself. Like, I constantly think about my weight. I am always wishing that I could lose a few pounds. Like, it's just always something that I am thinking about. Yeah, same here. I even feel like from the age of being, like, 15, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, my thighs could be skinnier or my stomach could be flatter. Or, like, that's such a young age. Like, you basically still have a child's body when you're, like, 16. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, how can I lose weight? Do you know what I mean? Completely. I used to have on my like lock screen, um, this was in sixth year before I was going on my sixth year holiday, a picture of this like tall, gorgeous, really slim girl. And I'd be like, okay, like this is going to motivate me because I'm going to see this all the time and I'm just going to not want to eat and I'm going to want to exercise all the time. Like this is what I want to look like. And it just made me feel so shit because one, it was totally unattainable. I think even if I started properly eating healthy and exercising, I was never going to look like her. I was never going to grow next to <laughs> feet either. And then every time I did like eat something else, I would then look at my phone and be like, okay, now I feel shit. And instead of enjoying that nice meal or enjoying that food and feeling like okay that was a nice time I was like okay I now really hate myself for doing that and I think like the same idea comes with social media like we are constantly looking at other people's bodies and wishing that we had them like I feel like I unconsciously almost do the same thing as I did with my lock screen because that was before Instagram was such a big thing and now on Instagram I'll find people's profiles and I'll be like wow she looks amazing and I'll be scrolling through and I'll spend ages on her profile and then I'll just follow it oh I do that Even too the only thing that, yeah the only thing I'm getting from it is that it makes me feel insecure because I'm like okay maybe if I follow all these profiles again that's motivation maybe somehow through like media osmosis I'm just gonna <laughs> 
you know magically look like that and I just don't and then you just feel shit because you go through your feed and it's just constantly amazing looking gal amazing looking gal amazing looking gal and then oh I still look the same literally I used to do that as well I don't know why when I was younger I used to decide because I had blonde hair that I could look like Gigi Hadid like if I just tried hard (laughs) enough I was like if I try really hard like I can just look like her because we have the same color of hair like I'm sorry that's so ridiculous and then I get so pissed off and I was like why do I not look like her yet? Uh, because you have a completely different body and face, you absolute idiot. Um, I used to do that with Selena Gomez. And I was you? like, could I look like her? No. No. Literally, the only way you could look like her is if you were reborn as her. And that would be that would be it. And because like Instagram in particular is filled with so many profiles of influencers who have the most followers and get the most likes and they all conform to society's idea of beauty, then it seems like anything else that is different to that is wrong so if we don't look like we have like amazing abs or if you are overweight or you're fat then you're not conforming with society's idea of beauty and therefore like you're not almost as worthy or as valued and you should be doing things to change that when in reality you are you and you look the best as you are and you shouldn't be trying to look like anybody else and really half of those photos they don't really look like them anyway so (laughs) yeah especially with like the use of filters and editing like people do look really different I can say for example I put kind of the pictures I perceive to be the best pictures of me on social media do you know I mean they're not always representative of what I look like all the time and I think you need to remember that other people obviously do that too like they're not always prancing around in like a glitzy ball dress do you know what I mean oh 100% I cherry pick my photos so much and if it's so bad that I get so upset about this, but if one of my friends or like my family put up a shit photo of me, like I get so upset and I'm like, you have to delete that. I really prone to a double chin. So any sort of like off guard photo, like I will have a cheeky double. And that is something that I need to learn to do because I, I just do. Like, I just am so doubly central. So any photo that is off guard and then someone puts it online, I'm like, okay, no, like, you have to, like, you have to delete that because it's something that I feel so, like, self-conscious about, which I shouldn't because it's just, it's just my body and it's just a bit of, it's just a bit fat and that's fine. Um, But you wouldn't know that from my social media because I just cherry pick every single photo I want to put up. I do that as well. I actually hate the top of my arms I don't know why I feel like this is something that I've hated like as I've got older is like what do you call the top bit of your arm does it have a name a bingo wing my bingo wings yes I hate my bingo wings and I feel like whenever people take pictures of me from the side for example I'm like you need to take that down that can't be on social media but really I just like actually shouldn't care and I feel like that's something I definitely need to learn from and just start putting up you know real raw pictures of me on the IG I mean I'm not saying I look really fake or anything but at the same time I feel like I just need to accept that in some pictures you know I've got bingo wings and that's okay so yeah (laughs) me too 100% Um, and I feel like I've made a conscious effort to stop following so many kind of influencery profiles and kind of just checking and see how I'm feeling when I'm seeing their posts and I'm following so many more positive um Instagram accounts which talk so much about accepting your body the way it is and loving it how it is or not even loving it like I feel like there's a pressure to love it but accepting it and feeling comfortable um and I honestly do think that it has helped a lot with my mindset like who cares if I don't look perfect all the time it's real it's me and that is what we are here for amen to that (laughs) um I think that 
the movies and TV shows that we've watched growing up definitely have also contributed to the way that we view people of various sizes and view our own bodies as well because there's so much body shaming. Like, see, when I go back and watch Friends, I love Friends. We both love Friends. Oh, we do. Yeah, but there's some parts of it which I find so jarring. Like, all the stuff to do with Fat Monica, in quotes. Um, It's so bad. Like... You know that episode when it's like, oh, if things had happened a different way and then they all kind of live a different life in this one episode and she doesn't lose weight in the episode and then she just grows up never having sex because she's fat. Yeah, that was so bad. I literally don't understand why they even put that in there. Like, oh, because you're fat, you have to be a virgin. Yeah, like just completely just insinuating that fat people don't have sex and aren't worthy of love or being found attractive or whatever. Um, And also when it flashes back to like normal episodes when it's like, quote-unquote skinny monica she always is like getting hit with jokes about being fat before like it's so bad that she had ever been fat and if you contrast the portrayals of fat monica and skinny monica fat monica is always kind of shown as a bit of like a loner and a loser um and even has a bit of like a childlike personality which is just so bizarre like totally in contrast to skinny monica so it's like she's almost had this whole personality transformation when all she's done is like lose some weight it's just I don't know it baffles me no it does baffle me too it's like if you're fat you're not worthy of love you're not worthy of sex and you're almost not worthy of friends like what a joke she is literally seen as such a loser it's so bizarre but I do think like a lot of movies do body shame a lot like even in love actually like that's a movie that I love and it's a movie that's full of kind of lessons about accepting different types of love and different types of people um but you know they squeezed a bit of body shaming in there when they made jokes about the prime minister who was who was the prime minister in that movie again I really Um, fancied him in that Hugh Grant, what a babe. But no, they made um, jokes about his assistant, Natalie, having really big thighs and like a big arse. And like a few people throughout the movie made comments about it. And it was just like, why have you put that in there? Like literally who gives a fuck? Nobody cares. And she literally didn't even have big thighs at all. Like she was literally so slim. Like it literally was just, I don't know. I can't, I don't even have words. It really pissed me right off. But I also think the same, like, it's sad because these are all movies that I really like, but I also do think the same about kind of Bridget Jones like in that movie she's always seen as being like a bit of like a sad unlovable loser who's like always writing down her weight in her diary and is like basically blaming the fact that she can't find love on the fact that she thinks she's overweight when again she's not and even if either of them were fat then why does it mean they're going to be less successful less loved less desired like it literally doesn't yeah and doesn't he say at the end like that comment that oh I love her just the way she is like he's doing this amazing thing by loving this girl who is meant to be like bigger just the way she is like oh well done yeah it literally makes no sense like just just love her why did you have to make that comment I honestly that comment every time I watch Bridget Jones just pisses me off yeah me too and obviously these films are quite old now but it just shows you that for years the media has pushed unrealistic images of how women's bodies should look and how we should be um but definitely with the rise of social media I think that body shaming has been taken to a whole new level um which is quite scary actually yeah like if we think about the impacts of body shaming in our society it is quite scary um I think because everyone is told they have to fit into this societal norm of beauty um it means that everyone's become quite fat phobic um and I didn't really know what fat phobia was like a couple of weeks ago even something that I've learned about recently but fat phobia is the fear or hatred of fatness basically 
Um, and obviously I don't hate fat people so I just assumed that you know I'm not fat phobic but because you can have a fear of being fat in yourself you are internally fat phobic without even realizing it like I will sometimes try on clothes and I'm like oh my god I look so fat in this and I guess that's kind of me making an inference that looking fat in something isn't looking good in something if you know what I mean oh yeah definitely and like I will think about my weight all the time and I'll look at my body every day to see if I've gained weight or not because I'm so scared of putting on pounds and that's because fat phobic and you just wouldn't think it because you're like I have no opinion on how anybody else looks I think you can look amazing at all sizes but then why am I so obsessed with keeping my weight down and by judging how much the weight loss industry is worth it's clearly not just me because <laughs> um, the UK weight loss industry is worth an estimated two billion pounds a year so for comparison that is only a little bit less than the 2.33 billion which the NHS is spending on any services worldwide so clearly everybody else well many other people are also concerned about putting on weight and are or are doing things to lose it everybody is just kind of so focused on weight yeah completely like the amount of money i have spent on weight loss stuff that i do not need is just ridiculous like have you ever bought anything that you thought would make you like feel better in your body that you're like i just don't need that well actually i remember in it was like first year or something um, I bought that brush thing for my cellulite. Oh that my gosh, I remember that. Rough. Yeah, and I've tried to like foam roll and stuff like that because I'm like, obviously it's going to help my cellulite. Um, obviously it hasn't, <laughs> but it's just money down the drain. Literally such money down the drain. I think I spent like close to £100 buying those like boo tea bags. You know the tea oh bags? Oh my god, yeah. They were so bad. You used to get them in like Holland and Barrett um, and it was like a nighttime tea and a daytime tea and it basically just used to make you shit yourself. Like that's all it did. It was like, oh, it reduces, it basically just reduced bloating by making it all come out the other end. That's Yeah, it was totally a laxative and you were literally just losing water weight. <laughs> and it's so bad that I actually have bought that as well. Um, Still at school and they would just... So I actually can't remember whether they went in my uniform or not, but obviously I wasn't ID'd and they would just sell it to people who are not even 18 yet. It literally just is ridiculous. People just pour money into that kind of stuff. Do you know what else I always see plastered all over um, social media? Is that skinny tan? Like, why would you ever call tan skinny tan? Like, oh, if you put this on your body, you'll look so, like, thin and amazing and people will love you more because it will make you look tanned and beautiful. Like, it's just so weird. Like, just call it something else or just don't emphasise the fact that it's going to make you look thin because it's then emphasising this idea that thinness is best and that's what we should all be striving for, which we should absolutely not. But we do continue to buy into this kind of diet culture industry and give these massive corporations so much money. Um, but so many people are on a diet, like always. Like um, I actually saw this recent example in the Huff Post um, and there was 2,000 people surveyed and 48% said that they tried to lose weight within the last year. Um, that figure rose to 57% when it was just women that were asked. Um, and out of those, 64% said that they were basically always trying to lose weight, which I definitely think is like so relatable to so many people. Like I've had this conversation with my grandma so many times and she was like, oh, I've been dieting for like 45 years. And she always says to me like the biggest piece of life advice she could give to me would be, you know, if you're at a party, take the cake. Like, don't worry about what you're eating, what you're consuming all the time. Like, just enjoy things. Like, what's the point in 
overanalyzing everything you're going to eat and just always being on a diet and always striving to be thinner or make yourself look like society's norms. Just be you, be yourself, enjoy your life, stop worrying about fatness. Good advice from grandma. Um, it definitely is obviously an issue that is faced by both men and women, but I think it is overwhelmingly more an issue that is experienced by women. Like there's not ever really the equivalent of a dad bod for a woman, is there? And you will like rarely see a larger woman with an average weight man, but you will see a larger man with like an average weighted woman. It just doesn't seem to go the other way. And I don't really know why, but it is definitely women I think that face the biggest kind of weight stigma. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that one. It does seem to be kind of gendered. Um, and I also kind of just wanted to add that it is something that through the media, um, a lot of people have kind of developed eating disorders or anxiety about their weight or depression or anything like that. Because you are constantly seeing things and you're constantly comparing yourself to other people, then it is likely that they may develop and you may end up with an eating disorder or for people that are previously susceptible to them that they could be aggravated and they could restart again or they could worsen or anything like that and I also just wanted to note that people who weigh over a certain amount are never kind of looked at in the same way as having eating disorders which um, I always thought was quite interesting I suppose I never personally actually would necessarily think if someone lost weight really quickly and they were kind of larger that they might have an eating problem and it was something that was actually emphasised to me on the Iowa podcast that me and Antonia have both listened to um, that you have to acknowledge that actually people that are overweight might have lost that weight in an unhealthy way and that's awful too. Um, I think there's this kind of idea that if you're big and you're losing weight then it's good but if you're skinny and you're losing weight then it's bad and that's something that kind of should be acknowledged because actually that is also a form of fat phobia. Yeah completely it's like as long as you are losing weight if you're bigger then it doesn't really matter at whatever cost that's fine. Um, I also think that the fact that businesses um, are going to have to put their calorie information on menus and food labels from, I guess, April next year is also going to be super damaging. And again, just focuses on how we should all be really focused on our weight and be calorie counting and restricting ourselves so that we can be a certain way. Yeah, I don't want to go to a restaurant and know that I'm eating a thousand calories. I'd be quite happy eating it, but I, do, I don't want you to put that in front of my face. I'd rather you just didn't tell me. Thanks very much. I know. And I understand that it's like we're going to try and help people make healthier decisions, but do we really need to put the calories beside everything? Just feel like it's a bit of a guilt trip, you know? Speaking of guilt tripping, actually, I feel like one of the most horrible kind of side effects of fat phobia is concern trolling. So if you don't know what that is, people turn their own fat phobia into concern. So, oh, you should really lose weight because you don't want to get diabetes. Or when people make comments about your size because they say that they're just thinking about your health or your children's health or your future, when they might not even know anything about your medical situation. I actually was reading this article which was speaking about Cosmopolitan's February issue and on their front cover they have three women um, of all different shapes and sizes and ethnicities and the point is meant to be like no matter what your size is you can be healthy so kind of trying to combat that idea that if you are bigger then you are like lazy or unhealthy or whatever because if you look into it you know that that is not the case um, and the, the cover received received so much lashback and so much of it was concern trolling as well 
Um, I'll read out a couple of the responses. So one of them was a tweet which said, we must fight to protect the next generation of children who are being intentionally targeted and brainwashed with lies. And another person responded on Twitter saying, this is not healthy. Yes, people have a right to be content with their weight. They have a right not to be fat shamed, but this is not healthy. If you really believe this is healthy, please use only the size models henceforth in every issue. And finally, there was another tweet which said, I will take a hard pass. I don't want her diabetes, high blood pressure and joint pain. This is irresponsible. She didn't get overweight by eating healthy. And it's so sad because this is finally like an example of the media trying to combat this idea that if you are a certain size, you're not healthy. And it's just received so much lashback. You can't be confident or happy or healthy. And the response kind of just speaks to the fact that people are uncomfortable with seeing people of all sizes thriving. And just going back to touch on the fact that um, being a certain size doesn't mean that you're unhealthy. Um, Even in the medical profession, there's still so much focus on the BMI scale, which is actually pretty scary when you think about its origins. Because we know it's not entirely accurate when you think about the fact that it doesn't account for muscle weight or bone density, like I knew that already. But what I didn't know um, was that it was created by a mathematician, not a doctor, in the 1800s, who said that it was not suitable as an individual measure of health, as it was designed to be used on a population level and to use it as a measure of fatness was inaccurate. So he's literally said himself it shouldn't be used on an individual basis. Um, especially because the sample that was used was only white men, which makes it obviously inaccurate for basically... Anyone else. Anyone else, yeah. <laughs> Literally, I do find it crazy that we use it. I, I totally didn't realise until you just said there that it wasn't even created by a doctor. That's actually ridiculous. And the, the person that created it said that you can't use it as a measure of fatness. Like, that is literally what it's used for in society today. Like, that's the probably the primary thing that we use the BMI scale for, which just, like, looking at it from that perspective just seems mental. I know. Um, And I was actually also listening to this book recently on Audible and it was talking about how um, we all have different weight set points. um, And I hadn't heard about this before, but it's to do with like your metabolism and things like that. But basically everybody has a different weight set point. So someone might have a weight set point, which is higher, um, which means that that is where your body naturally wants to be. So no matter if you have like a super healthy diet and you do a lot of exercise, your body will constantly be trying to work its way up to its weight set point. Um, Or you might have like a super low weight set point. Like everyone kind of knows someone who can just eat whatever they want and they can still stay like super slim um, because they have like a lower weight set point. And it's so, so hard to change your weight set point. So when we stop including people because of the way that they look or the lifestyle choices that we make, um, we're totally disregarding the fact that there's also a biological element to it. Um, And notwithstanding the biological element, the point still stands. There shouldn't need to be kind of scientific backup to support the fact that a magazine cover should represent all types of people. And we shouldn't be getting angry about the fact that there are people who don't look like the way that we want them to on front cover. Like, why should we not be able to see all different body types being celebrated and loved and happy? Because then it would be so much more representative of society. Yeah, I completely agree. So yeah, we wanted to show some of the impacts of body shaming and the role that the media has had to play in that. Um, And after looking at this, we just wanted to look at some ways we could try and combat these in our own lives and change the way that we think. So we have a couple of tips as always, um, Antonia, take it away. Yes, so this is something that I definitely do and I hadn't really thought about the impact of it until we were 
doing this research, but um, don't provide feedback on weight loss because we need to stop assuming that weight loss is a positive thing um, that we can openly make comments about. Like it might seem normal to compliment someone if they have lost weight, but the assumption that weight loss is always positive supports some of the fundamental disordered thoughts that drive eating disorders. And also then if you have lost weight and you're getting all these compliments, you kind of then feel like you can't put it back on comfortably because everyone thinks you look amazing at a certain size so you're not going to feel comfortable if you don't look like that anymore. I actually remember reading um, an article in the Irish Times by Virgie Tover who's written a lot on the topic of fat acceptance Um, and she wrote about a story when she was 11 and she went um, to see the family doctor after a summer of starving herself and when the doctor saw her he didn't ask how a child had lost so much weight so quickly or express any worry about it um but instead he congratulated her and asked her to keep up the good work and even said if she lost more weight she might be able to date one of his sons which is absolutely horrific (laughs) that is literally a joke that's literally ridiculous you know um but making comments about people losing weight um just seems to kind of create an uncomfortable sense that people are surveilling and judging your body and brings weight to the forefront as an important kind of topic yeah completely um moving on to our second tip um mine is don't praise or criticize individual body parts um people always say like oh look at those abs she has a tummy roll you have really long legs she's got big thighs she's got a tiny waist people aren't objects but whole people don't pick apart human beings based on individual body parts I mean I actually basically did this about 20 minutes ago in this podcast when I go oh my gosh like I hate my arms like don't do this to your own body or anybody else's body human beings are worth so much more than one tiny part of themselves Um, and while these comments might seem positive like oh wow you have such a tiny waist they kind of bring focus onto the body and one of our goals is to develop a holistic view of health and bodies rather than a parts-based perspective um, another one is kind of avoid telling people that their clothes look really flattering or stuff like that so slimming on you I look fat in this this shirt makes her look huge that belt makes her waist look so tiny when we comment on clothing as either flattering or not flattering what we're saying is that everyone should aspire to look thin um, and obviously this supports the notion that thinness is the best and fuels kind of eating disorders as we said earlier as well so just basically be careful with what you say I mean Obviously, it's something that we all do in our everyday lives, but definitely going to start making a conscious effort to, you know, just restrict those kind of things. Yeah, I absolutely do that. Um, so definitely need to make some changes in that area. Um, but finally, our last tip is to make your social media more representative. So follow plus size Instagram profiles or beauty bloggers um, and fashion lifestyle profiles and things so that your Instagram feed kind of looks like the world around you and it's not just society's ideal personification of beauty. You can see that beauty comes in all shapes and sizes and people can be happy all shapes and sizes and you should be absolutely confident just the way you are. Exactamundo! Moving on to our next section, which is things that we are loving. Um, What do you have for us this week, Antonia? Yes, so mine this week is actually an Instagram profile. Um, his name is Dr. Joshua Walrich and he is an NHS doctor and he does a lot talking about weight stigma and diet culture um, and provides a lot of information on these topics which is really useful and I think the fact that he has a medical background as well is doubly useful. So we'll put a link to that on the Instagram as well. For sure. Um, mine this week is a TED Talk 
by Kelly Jean Drinkwater and it's called The Fear of Fat, The Real Elephant in the Room and basically it just brings to light some more instances of fat phobia in society and if you want to learn a little bit more about the kind of stuff we've been discussing today then I would definitely say check it out. She also actually tells a story um, that she helped organise a ballet with just exclusively larger people and I thought that was really really interesting. So yeah there are the things we're loving this week. Yes, as always, Charlotte, it is now time for our cheesy quote of the week. Yeah, this week's cheesy quote is, stop trying to fix your body, it was never broken. So we're loving that, and thank you yes. so much for all attending. <laughs> I don't mean attending, nobody attends the podcast. Thank you for attending our class on body shaming and the media. Uh, no, I'm just kidding, but thank you so much if you tuned in again this week. We really appreciate all the support, and we hope to have you back again next week. Bye. Bye.